0: Hey Soulpreneur and welcome to the Awakening Angels podcast. I'm Angeline Rebecca, a brand photographer to heart-centered and soul-led business owners and also your host as we delve into the stories of transformation, awakening and true magic from those clients I am so honored to be able to work with. Kia, I'm so grateful that I met you. (laughs) I, I was looking for months years even, for people who were British and spiritual because I thought that I was going mad with the things that were happening to me. I find the more that you try and explain to people who haven't experienced anything like it, the more stupid you feel, (laughs) basically. And um, one day I was ironing and I just had this little intuitive ping to search on podcasts for Spiritual UK and I typed that in, and your picture came up. And as soon as your picture came up, that I felt like you were the voice that I really needed to hear. And uh, mm. and I'm just so grateful that, oh. that I found you. And then when I joined your your tribe, yes. <laughs> I found that we'd read all the same books, but you put all the information from the the books that we've we've read into practical ways of improving your life and transforming your life that actually work (laughs) (laughs) and I couldn't there's no way I could have got that from just reading the books myself obviously they're very grounding and you learn a lot from them just feeding your subconscious that information but having those practical guides to how to implement that in your life Mm. has been amazing for me so I'm really grateful thank you oh (laughs)
1: Angeline oh my gosh that that is that that gosh that's you know stuff that my inner critic and ego and everything needed to hear wow Mm. and I find that so interesting that you know to think that somewhere across the land you're thinking that and then a few months earlier I'm thinking to myself I've read all these books. I've done all this, not even just therapy, but like coaching with these incredible mindset coaches who are spiritual leaders as well. And I, for some reason, all I wanna do is put all these ideas into processes that I can teach people to just go, look, Like, don't bother reading the whole book if you haven't got time. Don't worry, I've got you. And all my brain wants to do is just pull everything together and give people a step-by-step thing to learn how to love yourself, or connect with your soul, or whatever it might be. And I remember at the time saying to different people like, "This is what I want to do. I want to start a membership where basically I get to read the books and I get to put these teachers together and make these workbooks and things." Um, and I don't know what I'm going to be doing. I'm just going to be led by spirit every month. And you know, and people said to me, "Nobody will sign up to that. They need to know exactly what they're getting." Um, I don't think there's anything there. And I'm like, I. I just feel too curious to explore it and so to think that like we've never had this conversation that you came in and then to think that you were even searching and that like spirit has my name pop up and my podcast pop up on your phone um it's just a really humbling moment right now to kind of just remind myself and everyone listening like everything is under control we don't need to be trying to push yeah, spirit is moving it's putting ideas in people's heads and the ideas that are being put in your head is because somebody out there is going to find it useful
0: yeah. like let's quit worrying yeah <laughs> let's surrender yeah oh the, yes those intuitive urges that you have yes too that you knew that you needed to do that yeah and thank goodness you followed that in that urge yes and it was only by doing that and feeling out of my depth
1: who am I I'm just somebody that's read books everybody's read books who's into this kind of stuff who am I to say I want to teach you mm-hmm. um I just feel so excited to put processes together and to make things like I'll just give you the most potent stuff in a quick easy way and um, that excites my brain um and yeah to then hear that then you know That's, that's even what somebody potentially is looking for out there. And you're the second person to say to me that they were looking for somebody in the UK talking about spirituality. And they put that into the podcast and they found me. And in fact, somebody, um, one of our other members, um found me and in the podcast i was talking about the fact that i was walking along or i'd just been to west wittering beach and she was at west wittering beach as she was listening to it and wow. she's like right i'm looking this woman up i'm gonna join <laughs> <laughs> that's right so yeah you've just really given me this full circle moment of
0: just trust kia yeah it's all you're doing the right thing yeah and thank goodness you didn't listen to other people what what stopped you was it that strong it was that
1: strong yeah it was look I have for years been forcing myself to do what everybody else tells me to do and I've got sick from it you know you know I have an autoimmune disease my thyroid is out of whack crashed adrenals I have like you know driven myself into the ground trying to follow other people's advice basically and I had reached that point of I'm never going back in that direction. So whilst I will, I was airing my ideas with people, I've learned now not to even bother. <laughs> like yes. Actually, I'm just gonna stick with wh- what guidance I'm getting. And now, of course, the more that you you trust an idea and then good things happen, and then you trust another idea and good things happen, You, I've got to that point of I don't need to worry about what other people think is the right idea because they cannot know what my soul knows is mm. right for me. If that's my job. Do you feel aligned with your soul? I do. I really do. I I mean, I do get cross with the fact that just as I feel like I figured everything out, I know what I'm meant to be doing, I will get an intuitive hit of something else that I'm meant to be doing. And being a manifesting generator in human design... I'm aware that that is normal but for my human design. I'm meant to do lots of different things. Um, So life still surprises me all the time. I I think just as you think, oh, I can lay back now, I've got it all sorted, I've sorted out my income revenue stream, I'm so aligned with my purpose. Life is like, stop, you're in your ego. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like let's get you out of it maybe i don't know um but yes i i 100 feel confident that i know how to get into it and that i you know i absolutely am and it for me it really is boiling down to just follow what excites you what you're curious about and if you feel afraid to that's a definite green light like that's what you're meant to do
0: how do you differentiate between fear that is helpful and fear you know fear that is this isn't for you mm. and fear that is this is for you <laughs> yes
1: and um, for me it is that those three things that like something lies into into the, in, into the intersection of I'm excited about it I have this huge curiosity to explore it now I'm excited about loads of different things but not everything I'm curious about right now no. and then if I add in I'm feeling a bit afraid. That is always like, great, you're getting outside your comfort zone. So if something ticks those three boxes, that's usually, you know, my sign to, to go for it. Um, but I know what you mean. Sometimes, uh, it is difficult to differentiate between, no, it's not for you. But when I feel like it's not, you're afraid because it's not for you. I don't get the excitement cross mm. i get the i get all I, i've really learned to lean into my body and notice my physiology around ideas mm. so if i get an idea my physiology is i'm feeling like a rushing feeling i feel my heart maybe speeding up i feel myself expanding um that's a yes and in my physiology if I'm feeling I I mean I literally feel like the breath is being sucked out of me when I have an idea that's not for me (laughs) yeah and uh you know and that things are slowing down there's a real constriction so I also will just back it up when I'm when I might be thinking oh I'm not quite sure am I just running away from something or am I supposed to follow this but be a feel the fear and do it anyway yeah I will lean into physiology
0: Oh yeah, that's good advice Yeah, Really good that's advice good <laughs> And was there a specific event or circumstance That you feel catalyzed, the awakening for you What was your life like before yeah. This kind of world of inner work and spirituality Mm. so life before which was only
1: about four years ago that I had this awakening um I was on the track of doing what everybody else told me to do like I was saying earlier you know I was doing the work that people told me to do I was going for I need a good salary so I can get a mortgage and really really following the the typical plan you know just you know look for financial security and fun stuff is for the weekend and hobbies kia you know i was always sort of told that by friends and family and And I was just completely lost and frustrated. And I was looking, I was looking for the answers in life. Um, I was constantly at the school gates talking to mums going, have you figured out what to do with your life? Like, this is my lifelong struggle. I cannot figure out how I'm supposed to choose what to do with my life. Everything I'm interested in, I would have to start right at the bottom. And I'm too scared to start anything because it might be the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. And I can't do any more wrong turns because I'm already telling myself that I'll fail and it'll be a waste of time and too old yes, exactly, yes what if I'd have to retrain, no money I'm going to inconvenience my husband by, you know, being the one that needs to slow down and stop earning and stop going for the career ladder and, you know, go inward so I was looking for the answers and I wasn't finding them but I was going to coaches I was reading very standard books on career advice and that kind of thing and, and then everything changed for me when I had a dream. Um, I've always had interesting dreams. i had dreams that I can fly and I really do feel it. Like it is, it is so real that as a child I really did believe I could fly. And uh, yeah. Dangerous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I believed that I just had to get enough certainty and I would be flying again like in like I did most nights in my dreams and and funny enough my mum was the same as a child and I recently at sidebar went to a psychic about something else and she said oh I've just got a past life I can tell you about you and your mum were twins um in a different realm and you had wings and I was like again like of course that makes total sense but anyway <laughs> uh, that aside I had so I, I was used to having very vibrant dreams but I never had a dream like this so I had a dream uh, it was kind of very bog standard in it. I was just watching myself in a space clearing out loads of things and there were bin bags everywhere. It's kind of like a student house or something. Everything was on the floor basically in piles. And then towards the end of the dream, I become aware of this scary rectangle of darkness that I am petrified of in this dream and as I turn towards it I see myself in because I'm a painter in a painting hung on my wall that is wet that I've been painting in this dream and I see myself rising up and being lifted with all these uh floating like drapes fabric gowns I don't know behind me and I start to get the sensation in my dream. I become lucid. I'm in mean, lucid for most of it actually. And I get the sensation that I've come out of my body and that I'm on the ceiling. And I'm thinking to myself during this dream. I never thought this, these things were real, but it's real. You can actually float out of your body at night. I've never heard of this. I need to alert my husband and tell him I'm, I'm on the ceiling. Like I'm completely um, starting to sort of, you know, not worry in a scared way, but panic is in, how on earth am I on the ceiling? Of course, I like, force myself to open my eyes and I'm in my bed, I'm not on the ceiling, <laughs> but I hear a voice within and it says, go downstairs and write down everything that you just saw. So I get up and I write down everything that I saw and I also as I'm writing I get this thing like draw everything as well. So I draw everything and then I just do my school run and I go to my art studio and when I walk into my art studio I hear the words, um, well firstly as I'm getting out of my car I hear the words again inside, um, this car is going to be full of bin bags by the end of today. I think (laughs) <laughs> Where did that thought come from? I haven't got any plans to, to. I don't think you're to have any bin bags in the studio. How weird. And then I walk into my studio and I hear you're going to make a sacred space to paint. And I'm like, oh, that's a really good idea. I don't kind of feel like sacred space, I don't really know what those words meant back then, Um, but you know, I'll just go with it. So anyway, long story short by the end of the day I look around and I've got bin bags I find some bin bags that a previous tenant had left under the sink full and all that's in my head is just just get rid of anything anything that doesn't spark you with inspiration so I was throwing out all my old sketchbooks paints that didn't excite me I was putting them all into bags to donate or throw away and then at the very end of the day I looked around and I went this is what I saw in my dream last night (gasps) And the fact that I had that inner voice nudge to draw everything, I'd drawn these three long windows. And again, I thought, I've never been in a building that has three long windows. And then I look to my left and I'm like, Oh my gosh, the studio has three (laughs) rectangular windows, but now I'm seeing them in real life. It makes total sense. Uh, And then, and then little things started to happen. The, the very dark piece of like this sort of this this rectangular darkness in the dream. I'm on the school one that afternoon and this big black rectangle of, I don't know what it was, of something is hung over the fence that I walk along every day to pick my children up from school. I'm like, instantly got that that recognition of that's just like the rectangle of darkness that was in the dream last night. And I could just tell you a hundred other stories, but that's where it began. Wow. Yeah.
0: And so when you say a voice. yeah. Is it a knowing or is it... I get a mix, but it is often, it's, it's more like
1: a telepathic, it's like a telepathic message in my head. It's not that I hear it in my ears, mm. it's that I hear the words, but it, it's, it kind of sounds like it's in my head. Not that I'm hearing someone say it into yeah. my ears. So
0: it's not external; it's internal.
1: It's maybe. in. It's an in, Yeah, it's internal, and yet it doesn't feel like it's my higher self. It doesn't. It certainly doesn't sound like my own voice, and doesn't say the kind of things that I've ever thought. It doesn't even speak the way that I speak. Um, and sometimes my messages will come as an absolute knowing, and it, those are really, really satisfying because you just know that you know that you know that you know, and you don't need to question anything. <laughs> yeah, it's just this. It is just a knowing. So I get that as well.
0: Yeah, it's it's difficult to describe intuition. It's I always yeah. describe it as things lighting up. Yeah, things just light up, and you you just know. Yeah, things. But to someone who hasn't experienced that, mm. it's it's impossible to to really describe.
1: Yeah. And that's one of the things that I feel I'm here for and that I do within my membership is teach people those gentle first steps to strengthening their intuition. Through things like journaling, introducing people if they haven't already been introduced to morning pages, um, you know, Julia Cameron's amazing tool that she shares in The Artist's Way. Um, All these little gentle ways that aren't, you know, listening for a voice or anything. It's just very simple. Um, I find it very exciting to say, just give it a go and then have people come back and go, oh, my goodness. I just, I totally just got a sign from the universe or what have you, like, thank <laughs> Do you. Do love that feedback? I love it. I love it because I am driven by an insatiable desire to help people. Mm. And, you know, as a kid, I used to find it so confusing when, like, I'd see someone with amazing hair. I remember when straightness came out in the 90s and I had big, poofy hair. And I saw these people with these silky hair and I'd say, gosh, you know, how have you got your hair so silky? And they'd just go, oh, I don't know. And, you know, and I'd like, you don't... They don't want to tell me. They're they're hiding things and keeping them to themselves. (laughs) And even as a child, I was like, I am going to make sure that any amazing hacks that I discover, I pass them on. Because I, I don't get why you would hang on to something and not share it. And then that has just become... Happy like hacks. happy hacks up to my podcast happy hacks yeah <laughs> which funny enough well I suppose it does have hacks in it um but you know it's more like a you know a journal of my life really and of my spiritual awakening um but yes I, I I do I love that feeling of passing on something that has changed my life and someone coming back and going thank you that like that is amazing I'm using it all the time now that it just feels like that's partly what I'm here for just to pass stuff on because I, I enjoy it so much I have so much like energy to do
0: that and has everybody around you always understood <laughs> the, this process what you're going through no
1: no not at all no no just no and uh I that's again where I just I just decided to call in more people that would understand that mm-hmm. and just accept that there is no point in trying to convince people who haven't had their own experience. because if someone had said to me before I had you know inner voice messages, dreams that turn out to be premonitions, I have other premonitions, premonitions, you know, where i I experience uh, a thing regularly where I'm just sleeping and then I become aware of a gentle little tap on the shoulder and then I become lucid and I become aware that I'm asleep and I'm dreaming but that I just feel like I've just been stirred and then I get shown something and sometimes it's just you know it's a painting that I'm going to paint or something and you know one that I had um I don't know just over a year ago was I got shown this I get shown in black and white silhouettes which is really funny it's the only time I experience this when I get messages and this black and, silu- black and white silhouette showed me that a member of my family was ill and was dying and was going to go very soon. And and so I was thinking about it in the shower in the morning thinking, gosh, imagine if that was actually true. Like, how would I feel? And I did all the processing of how awful I'd feel that I hadn't seen them enough because of the pandemic and I should have made more of an effort. And I did all of that stuff and then kind of did all that healing work to go, but if it did happen you couldn't beat yourself up for the fact that you didn't see them. You didn't know this was coming. There was a pandemic. Mm-hmm. And then I got a call that afternoon. Kia, you need to sit down. We've got some news. And I'm like, I think I know. <laughs> you do to know what the news is. I think I know who it's about. And I, you know, it was, it was what I was shown. It was that person in a few days later, they were gone, but I did all that processing. And I just feel like my spirit guides just help me. They just prepare me for stuff. Um so I, we're go- I don't know how I segued into that from you asking. Did everybody always understand? There's a nice story. Wait, for no, you.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's a nice, a nice segue. Um, so, but, so you feel that that's your spirit guides, and how do you feel that you've got there to 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 having that access to your spirit guides? Ooh. What What are the steps to to being that? that intuitive
1: yes well i would say that after the dream i then started looking at life very differently and i started to think i think there is more going on here than what would what what, what's what we can just see with our uh, with our eyes i suppose in 3d in this world um i don't think i'm here to just pay bills and die um the fact that i was given this direction to just get rid of anything and create a sacred space to paint gave me confidence to go you know shut that ego down that says you shouldn't be painting you shouldn't be spending your time and your money and you should just get out and get a job here (laughs) like all the other mums that you know are now our kids are of a similar age and you know all at primary school and things and so as I was experiencing these things it just told me that that was my proof that um I can let go of that old way old way of thinking and so that then sparked my curiosity and and really life did the work for me it brought me the people and it brought me the tools and because I had my eyes open and was thinking I think life is more than what I've been told pay bills and die basically Try <laughs> and to have some fun on the evenings and the weekends along the way <laughs> if you're lucky and you've got enough money and all that kind of thing because uh, I was looking for it I just started to notice things so you know another interesting thing that happened that had a big impact on me a mentor really was um Interestingly on Instagram I was you know paint, posting my artwork back in these early days 4 years ago or so And I notice this artist in Canada, Emmeline, and I notice her work and I think it's really beautiful. And then she gets in touch with me and says, I've noticed your work and I think it's really beautiful. I don't suppose, you know, I just love this painting you've just posted. Would you wanna do a swap? So I was like, this is crazy. I was looking at your work and I, could we, could I have one of your painted ladies? And I sent her the piece that she loved of mine. And then, uh, you know, the universe gets to work and it's like, right, okay, I've got them in contact, but nothing's really happening. And then we joined this Instagram group where um, this huge page sets people up to do phone dates with other artists. So artists can just talk to, to artists about anything they like. And I'm set up to talk to Emmeline. Wow. And we were like, this is crazy. Out of this huge database, they put us two together. And she just has been this incredible force of sharing her insights on spirituality, sending me in different directions, she was like you need to buy The Artist's Way, you need to listen to Jess Lively's podcast and then of course, so that's it, that's where life was just showing me and then I did things like I immediately bought The Artist's Way, I immediately did the morning pages and then morning pages for me Whenever, like I've heard other people say to me, they just write a kind of a list of things that are annoying them. They just do a brain dump of everything that's yeah. bothering them. But I did the, the version that uh, Julia Cameron mentions where you start, where you go, you, you ask a question, so you put your initials, and then you put the answer dot dot and you put the answer that you hear and so you just start a dialogue and she doesn't tell you who it's with she doesn't say it's with your spirit guides your higher self your inner voice anything god whatever she just tells you to do that and as i did that i would go into a channeling state where i would just channel all this wisdom and advice for my life but it wasn't in my way of speaking so a beautiful one that came through is you need To draw a circle around yourself and mark your boundaries, (gasps) and it was like you need to dress your soul with silk. I'm like, what? So I just got all this incredible advice from from these morning pages. What
0: questions had you asked to get answers? Oh,
1: oh gosh, I don't think I can remember the questions, but I was, I would have been asking uh, things like, am I safe to just do what I love? Am I safe to teach people that they should do what they love? Um, I'm really, really struggling with this member of my family, which is, um, you know, maybe feeling a little controlling, um, I don't know what to do, and, and yeah, and then the advice, I, I'm pretty sure that's where the, you need to draw a circle around yourself and mark your boundaries, and you know, it was said like that Mm. and and so I just started experiencing more and more things where I'm like this isn't my brain this this is nothing that I've ever experienced in life and that those experiences gave me the certainty but yeah I was doing it through being introduced to journaling uh my uh physio at the time uh I mean I went through nine months of not being able to walk and I went to see this physio which is all around the same sort of time and lots was going on in my life and she said to me um, the way that you're going to get out of this is three things. You're going to do the manual work that we do together. You're going to, I can't remember the second one, something like probably just do the exercises that you do at home, something like that. And the third thing you need to do is meditate. I was like, what? And she's like, just don't even question it. Just go home and meditate. And I spent a year recovering, doing the two things she told me to do that were obvious and easy and i refuse i just just refused to start the meditation i never done it in my life i told myself i could never sit still i was in too much pain obviously i couldn't walk the mm-hmm. thought of sitting and then finally after a year i thought that i just I was getting all these signs i was starting to see meditation everywhere and then this is what happens life floods you with synchronicities the same <laughs> yeah. stuff and then to the point that you suddenly in your human form go huh? I think there's a sign. I think <laughs> life's going to tell me something. And then you get quicker at it. You know, you'll see something twice and go, "That's a sign," and you'll get that knowing feeling in your physiology that it's a sign. And because not not every time that you see two things, I, I find it's a sign. Although most of the time it is. But I can still use my physiology to to, to determine whether it is a sign for me or not. But anyway, if I can remember my point. Um, Oh, yeah, the meditation. That was another one. And so I just went, I'm just going to lie down on my bed. I'm not going to do all this erect spine and, you know, all the sitting properly. I'm just going to do it my way. I'm just going to lie and listen. And oh my goodness, I would feel myself coming out of my body, you know, after, you know, it'd be a few months of doing that. And, uh, and yeah, I would feel this incredible energy between my hands. I'd have my hands, you know, palm side up on my lap. And it would feel like I was holding a giant glass marble. It would feel that heavy with energy. And so again, I think. There is something else out there going on here, you know, that there is, and it just got my hunger even more for like, what what is all of this?
0: And is that something that you still do?
1: Yes, yes, yeah. I do. I'm not disciplined about it. Um, I spent a good two years fighting with myself, feeling like... I know that if I just, and I think a lot of people on the spiritual journey find this. I remember listening to Russell Brand talk about this. If you did all of the various spiritual rituals you want to do every morning, you would never get them all done. You know, it'd be the afternoon before you know it and you're still going, I haven't ticked off my, I don't know, I like doing um, the, you know, the tapping uh, with the, the bamboo that you can do through, I can't think what it's called, it's Chinese medicine and the Qigong. Uh, I, I love doing that, the meditation, the journaling, the morning pages, tarot card. So I got to the point where I heard Wayne Dyer speaking to somebody on his radio show who had the same problem. And he said, why are you creating this rule for yourself that you have to do all these things? He said, just wake up in the morning. You have a whole menu of beautiful things that are serving you and just ask yourself, what do I feel like doing? That's it. So it might be three things. It might be one thing. And if you wake up and you don't do anything, that's okay too and it's crazy because I thought I would be my most tapped in and tuned into my intuition if I did this whole list of things every day Mm. and once I let go of that and I just tuned into what I wanted to do on the day and let it happen or not happen and happen whenever I became even more tuned in and my uh guidance as I call it what came to me through signs intuition knowings journaling inner voice channeling all of that became so much more strong and I'm like wow I'm doing less but of course whenever we do less we experience more that's one of the riddles of life that we've got to learn it is and that's surrendering yes surrendering
0: is so much easier said than done
1: oh it really is it really is And yet it's always in the surrendering. I've always said to myself, I think, if not always, in these last four years, I've been saying to myself, I have a theory that if I just let myself do whatever I want, I will get whatever I'm looking for. But for so many years, I couldn't slow down and give myself the the rest that I was looking for. I couldn't let go of the chase for earning more money because I was too afraid that we won't make ends meet. And that I had the belief that you have to literally like self-flagellate and keep going and go and go and go and be really in the mass. I didn't even know about masculine and feminine energy. I was operating in masculine energy because that's how the world really operates in the main and what we're told to do. So, yes, it has been four years of slowly just taking a little experiment. I'd call them experiments. I'm just going to experiment with just for three months, not using my brain to make my business decisions and just allowing my intuition to guide me. Oh, heck, that works. (laughs) Oh, I'm confident in doing that now. That's, you know, when you get better. And I've done it in in so many different areas with
0: surrendering. And have you, is that how you run your business now? Just through your intuition?
1: Totally, totally. I still will um, have that shadow side of me come up regularly, which goes, you can't do that. You've got to have a strategy. And of course, you know, given that I'm on Instagram with my business, I am bombarded through Instagram um, with people who are helping with marketing. And for people in their masculine energy, I think it does work. I just Mm. don't think it works possibly as well for me and my feminine energy. But I'm bombarded with people telling me you've got to have a strategy and you've got to push, push, push. And, and I, Do agree that with creating anything in your life, you need to take action. You can't just sit there and like meditate on an idea or, you know, just put a, you know, write down, I'm so so thankful that this has happened and do nothing. (laughs) But I also really do believe that you only need to exert as much energy as you believe you have to do. So I really do believe that I don't have to work a lot to experience a lot of wealth, success, abundance, you know, and really for me, all success is is freedom. It's mm. not uh, it's not a certain amount of money. It's not it's you know, all these other success sort of typical things that you'd think of. For me it's just that I wake up every day and I'm free. And whenever I, you know, continue to surrender and say, no, I'm not gonna listen to the part of my voice that says you've got to get in the your laptop and make a strategy and push and set a date and honor that date and all of that you know linear goal setting and everything it just doesn't ever work for me i always burn myself out or if i do push myself and do it the offers don't land (laughs) so and yet when i just tune into the guidance that i'm getting and what i've noticed is that i don't even have to say i'm due some guidance can i have some it's just the more i just flow with life enjoy my day let myself do nothing if I don't want to do anything, the more the guidance just appears in divine timing and tells me what to do. And then I follow that and I have, you know, success, the success that my ego and my masculine side was looking for, but I get it through, yeah, surrendering. But it, you know, so I do live that way, but it is not without having to do a significant amount of mindset work to stay feeling safe doing that.
0: Yeah. And what what would you say is your biggest block that you've had? Biggest block,
1: I would say, is a block I wasn't even aware that existed, but that a coach flagged with me when I first, so I'd had my spiritual awakening and then very quickly um, I called in a coach and I started working with her and she said on the very first day, um, you need to learn to love yourself that is the foundation of everything mm. like you everything comes from learning to love yourself I'm like what you know I've come here because I've got issues with my eating I'm here for like a food plan or so you know finally show me how to have I thought what I needed is willpower I went to her for willpower and then she gave me what I needed and willpower is not anything <laughs> we don't need to restrict and we don't need to control our food and all that kind of stuff but what she told me on that first day is you know I know you think you're here about food but you you're not really here about food, the thing that's going to help you and release you from your problems with food and your issues is learning to love yourself. And then it became this giant mountain to climb of how the hell do I learn to love myself? I, I've, In the eyes of society, I'm a failure. I don't work because I'm a full-time mum and I don't at that point didn't know what I was supposed to be doing with my life still. Um, I've got all these illnesses and problems. I can't flipping walk. I'm in chronic pain. My thyroid's gone. I've got crashed adrenals. So I've got no energy to do anything anyway. Um, I, I I felt like I'm overweight. I have a terrible issue with food. I I don't look good. I don't feel confident. I just felt like I'm a complete failure. So how the hell am I supposed to love myself? And so that has been the biggest thing. And what I've discovered is that once I started to do the work and get the results from it, it's like, oh wow, it does affect every area in your life. And that is why it's been the biggest block I've had to overcome. Um, Because if you love yourself, then you believe you're worthy of all the things that you desire. Then you will have, if you love yourself, you will also think, well, I'm gonna go for the things that I desire. I'm gonna take messy, courageous action. And if I fail in the eyes of society, for me, it's just feedback, not failure. I'm just going to love myself even more because I'm so self-compassionate that I tried something that was scary. And so it helps me on that level. It helps me with my body image. It helps me to give myself a chance to rest and recover. So yeah, learning to love myself. And
0: what does that process look like
1: so for me it has definitely looks at first of all again you know credit goes to Jacqueline Hurst my amazing coach in London who helped me with this and she taught me to you know you've got to notice what you're thinking so that was step one. Notice the thoughts that you're thinking. Notice how cruel you're being to yourself. And then ask yourself, is that true? And and then I got a download um, from the universe when I was working on this sort of stuff, which, you know, I remember saying like, I need to know the process. And I was trying to buy a course and I couldn't afford it. You know, I wasn't earning any money at all. I remember it being 60 pounds and being this huge big deal. And then my inner voice was like, oh, I could just tell you what it is now. Should we just write it down now? I was like, what? And that's where the belief work came from, which of course you 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 know.
0: Yeah. Amazing.
1: Yeah, it works. (laughs) And so this belief work, this sort of five step process, my inner voice called it crack it open, is um, it tells you to write down the thought that you're having and then you go through different questions to to find out what is the truth what's really going on here and then when you look at things through the truth then you just see oh I'm saying that to myself because I've been taught to speak to myself like that because I've been taught that perhaps you have to overwork in order to um, you know to succeed in life but actually My truth is I don't believe I have to do that. And I can see the evidence that it's all it's done is make me really, really ill. So what is, then? you know, the process that I was given brings you to an empowering statement at the end of what is your truth? And so actually, my truth is that I've been told, so to come back to your love yourself um, question, you know, how have I done it? Then I would use that and say, look, I just don't, I don't believe that, um... Uh, you know, I I can wear a bikini in Florida. That was a big one for me. I was going to Florida for the first holiday in five years. I wanted to wear a bikini because I tan really quickly, and I didn't want to look like I'd been wearing a tube grip at most of my body, and then have these <laughs> brown appendages. You know, I wanted a, I wanted a tan. Um, I love a tan, and uh, and so you know, my my brain was like, you can't wear that. You're you're too fat. You are you know, I had I was so puffed up from the undiagnosed at that point autoimmune disease. Um, and so when I got to the truth of it, I was like, well, look, the truth is actually, I don't give a damn what Joe blogs, you know, across the way from me thinks. The truth is, these young, like 20 somethings with their perfect in inverted commas bodies. They're not even looking at my body. They don't care. They probably are worried about their own body. Mm. So when I got to the truth of it, it's like the truth is I want to wear a bikini. The truth is I would like to be able to sunbathe on holiday and get a tan. And the truth is nobody cares, nobody's looking. And that really deep down, I don't care what they think because I know why my body is the way that it is. I know that I have looked to food to comfort me through all my childhood traumas and it's become a complete and utter pattern. And that actually my body is fine. I was working on that last bit. I couldn't quite believe it at the time that my body was fine. So when I took all of that, then I was able to just say, so my empowering statement is, I can't wait to go bikini shopping. Because I'm going to get a beautiful tan. Oh,
0: oh, my gosh.
1: I'm just going to wear what I want to wear.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Yeah. <laughs> it's just a complete reframe. It's all script. Uh, yeah. And so empowering. Yeah. And what we do, what we tend to do is just shy away from that and just... Yeah. It, Emotional eating is just so much easier than looking, taking a look at that shadow, taking a look at what that those negative thoughts are, yeah. picking them apart, and then you come through the other side to, I can't wait to go bikini shopping. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? Like, I cannot wait.
1: I'm going to get a 10. I'm going to focus on what is in, what is energizing here. What is exciting here? And work through all the other stuff that is just nonsense because you only get one life, um, especially as women, we're looking for permission slips, validation, someone to come and save us, someone to come and say, you're okay to wear a bikini. I'm not going to judge you. You look great. Don't you worry. But you've got to say those words to yourself, which brings me to the second tool with how I've learned to love myself. Another thing is I just decided I just one of these days where I just got something you know you can spend years trying to understand a certain kind of concept but this one I just got one day where I just went I'm going to be my my own best friend and my cheerleader so a bit like that. When I go to the sun lounger in my bikini and I'm looking at my body thinking it doesn't look the way I've been, you know, again, I've got the the practice now to be able to already rephrase it. Before I would have said, I haven't got the body that I want. Now I rephrase it too. I haven't got the body that the beauty industry tells me is good enough. Wow. So immediately telling myself, remember, it's just a, a whole like money-making-ism that is telling, that needs me to believe I'm not good Mm. enough so I'll buy their stuff. Yes. So that I won't feel good enough. So I will just give them all my money so that they can make me enough. Because if we believe that we're enough and we're great
0: you know we're not going to be buying from it. we're
1: not going to be buying all this makeup and sucking yes. in our tummies and the botox and the whatever you know and the, no no shade on any of those things if that makes you feel fantastic and you mm. love that um but yes uh, so that then the cheerleader part comes in of if i'm sitting there on the sun lounger uh, back then without all of the extra stuff i just said i didn't know that then and feeling like my body isn't looking the way i want to look and oh my gosh i'm suddenly feeling a bit nervous and a bit kind of sick Then it's like cheerleader Kia comes in, like, oh, you know, you're doing so well. I know it was really scary to put this bikini on and walk in front of people around the pool in your bikini. Um, You're doing so well. And just think about that beautiful tan and you deserve this. You deserve to wear whatever you want to wear. So that was it. It was, I'm not just going to look for what I'm saying. I'm going to get in there and say nice stuff to myself. And I am just going to pump myself up. And it just takes practice, and it happens. It, if you start, you won't. It'll feel awkward to begin with, and you might not believe what you're saying. But if you keep going, you will suddenly do it without even thinking. Like mm-hmm. my, I, I literally feel like I walk around with a best friend on my shoulder instead of you know the the, the what's it like the angel and the devil. Yeah. You know that that inner critic does jump on sometimes and have a little go. Naturally, we'll always always have an ego and an inner critic. But before that nice tender loving part that just didn't exist i just had a megaphone of my inner critic and ego having a go at me all the time but now this one is huge and it just drowns it all out it literally feels like another huge me like another physical person that's right behind me has got my back
0: that's amazing yeah and imagine if everybody everybody had that everybody had their own inner cheerleader yes (laughs) Cheering right. them on, cheering them on, because no yeah. one's—we're not—we're not in innately bad no. in any way. The only negative things come from negative beliefs yeah. that come from traumas. So if everybody could just look at mm-hmm. what those negative thoughts are, what's causing them, what, and reframe them,
1: yeah. Yeah, and this is when you, where you come in. Oh, sorry, about to say something, but I just have to say that you know what you have done is you have invited me to become my truest self. So, what if you also have people, um, with their own cheerleader and who are really being themselves? Like you have brought out a side to me that was buried so deep I didn't even recognize it. I didn't even know it was there about how I actually want to dress, look like, you know, how to let the inner soul be expressed on the outside.
0: Yeah, that we gives me goosebumps. Can't. I I just love the thought that, that we are free. Yeah. We are free to express ourselves any way that we want to. Mm. And do you have a quote of the moment that you would...
1: I do. I actually pulled an oracle card this morning, which was just so <laughs> apt for you and us. And it was, I can and I will be who I want to be. And I was like, oh my goodness. You know, again, whenever I pull cards, they are always, you know, it always is spot on. And it just, it never gets old how satisfying that is. But yeah, I can and will be.
0: Because you do readings now. So I do,
1: yes. Uh, yeah, a mix of um oracle and tarot readings. um, And that is super satisfying because I know that feeling. I do them for myself all the time. And I've recently started offering it as a service to other people because the number of times i'm overanalyzing things in my brain and then i pull some cards on it and they just you know always like the card that tells you what's going on at the moment okay yeah it's spot on what you should be doing you know the advice the action to take what could happen it's it's always exactly spot on and that just makes life so much easier this is why i love you know intuitive techniques like pulling cards or journaling, another big one I do is I ask the universe to send me a sign. Uh, Send me this for a no, send me this for a yes. And I just find that these intuitive techniques just make life so much easier. Like, you don't have to be up in your head. Just ask a question, say, send me a sign or pull some cards and boom, there's your answer without having to get lost up here. I
0: guess one of the most fundamental parts of it is faith yes and you can't have faith without the experience Definitely. So if somebody could tell you this is true yeah but without actually experiencing that as a truth for yourself you can't have doubt. that.
1: yeah yeah i I always say to people you know try on other people's ideas if someone's got a huge conviction about something like i've got a huge conviction about let's say you know asking the signs of the universe for signs and yes the rational mind could say It was a coincidence Mm. that you asked for this and you got that. Sure. Um, So I'll say, look, if you're intrigued by an idea but you don't believe it, because like you say, you haven't experienced it yet, so you've got nothing to be able to back that up with, you're in disbelief and doubt, not faith, then I might just try it on like a winter coat, like you do with a winter coat in a shop. You'll try it on and you'll go, does it feel okay? And then if you don't want it, you leave it. And if you do like it, yay, you've Brought something into your life that you couldn't have imagined, you didn't think of and weren't expecting and you take that away with you and you love it. And so I'm like, just give it a go. You know, that's how I started everything. These little mini experiments and, uh, and allow the universe to just show you what it can do.
0: I love that technique. Yeah. I'm going to do that. I'm going to try that on.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'll do. It is so satisfying. And I do find one of the quickest routes in is actually with asking for a sign. Um, That is the kind of the the starting point that I, I teach people who are completely new and really, really want to start with their intuition. I start with that one because it is really, really satisfying. And my little tip with that is that for years I would say, okay, uh, it'll be like a blue cat for yes and a, a red dog for no. And I would make up the signs in my head and say, universe, send me those signs for these things. Whereas then this one day, and only about a year ago, I was asking for a sign, a big sign, like should I ha, leave my husband and children for four days and go to Portugal on my own? Because I want to, huge big deal, never been away on my own ever, never even had a girly holiday, um, taking time and money for myself. All of it was new and would be a, quite a you know getting out of my comfort zone situation and so I was thinking okay so if I'm supposed to go because I have to get on it pretty quick it was quite quick that I'd want to go um send me a and then my inner voice interrupted me and told me what the sign would be it's a mermaid for yes I was like oh okay so what's a no then and then it told me whatever the no was since then and of course i got home i got a new magazine subscription weirdly they sent me the same magazine twice so i go into the garden and i think i'm sure i've just had this magazine come through the post i open it up flick the page and it's a mermaid so i'm like and, and i realize it is the same magazine so that was bizarre to get the same magazine sent to me one week and then again the second week and then there was mermaids and then i got mermaids all day i had mermaids <laughs> wow. it was ridiculous <laughs> (laughs) Um, But since then, I always do that. I wait and ask and say, okay, for the sign for for yes is A. And then I just wait and see what picture jumps into my mind. Mm. I mean, the last one that I did, the picture that jumped into my mind was a sepia coloured dragon. And I'm like, how the heck is that ever going to happen? And then I had this magazine that had been sitting on my table for about four months and I've never opened it. And it was flashing on me. Every time I walked past it, the the idea would pop in my head, take it up to bed and go and read it before bed. Read that magazine today. And, And again, as I had for four months, I was like, nah, I'm not really drawn to this magazine. I don't know why I've still got it, but it was there. And then two days of that happening, I finally took it up to bed, opened it up, and there's a sepia oh, dragon. Exactly the same <laughs> as the one that popped into my head, which really, really helped, because that was about a big life decision about where we're about to move house. Um, so, yeah, uh, definitely try the signs. Wow. It's, it really helps.
0: Wow, I love it. And do you have a song or a piece of music that you go to to lift you up? Poor. I do love Devi Prayer. I'm sure most
1: people who are spiritual come across it. it no. oh, okay, it's really cool. And um, oh, I can't think who it's by, but if you put Devi Prayer into Spotify, you'll find it. Um, it's a really beautiful piece of music that Gabby Bernstein played at a book launch that I went to at Hay House. Uh, again, very early on in my um, days of spirituality, and she started by just playing that song and, and having everybody. And I do a, a version of this myself with my groups and I have everybody just stop and just ask themselves why did I come here what was my intention oh, and just listening to that song was beautiful so everyone yeah look up Devi prayer d-e-v-i prayer beautiful
0: I can't wait to look it up and what is next for
1: you? Oh well, next for me is I'm sort of doing two things this year. I am writing my book, which is really exciting, it's very exciting. Working with a book editor and uh, you know getting good feedback and just really enjoying the whole process. And that I'm aiming to get done this year and get submitted to Hay House. Of course, you know that's the dream. Wow. That is the dream. We're going. We're going to start with the dream uh and then in addition to that uh my next thing that I'll be doing is my autumn term of intuitive painting classes so I teach a class on Fridays one o'clock um over zoom I never again this was a download that I got that this is what you're doing just as I decided with my brain with the strategy I'm all about helping people with their purpose I have a whole nine week course that people can take in their own time to figure out what they want to do with their life I've put everything that I learned just the full route there and I thought that's what I'm going to focus on and then I had this four hour download where I just wrote, I just transcribed everything that was told every single week of this intuitive painting class, started that a year ago, had a great number of sign-ups and then I've just gone I'll do it again then because this was super fun, everybody's got this incredible feedback, I'm really helping like the wounded artist, the person that goes I don't know what to do so I'm too frightened to try and I'm not worthy of spending all this money on it's not even that much money we tell ourselves it's all this money um because spending anything on our dreams feels dangerous but you know for the person that feels that they can't spend money on paints and paper or canvases and brushes just because they want to not because it's going to make any money or because it's a career decision or anything or it's a side hustle just for pure joy and Seeing these women go on this journey is just so wonderful that every term I just open up again. So my next thing is opening up the doors to that for our September, for our autumn term. So, awesome! excited about that. Sounds amazing. Yeah,
0: it's cool. If you could go back and ask, and give your younger self any piece of advice, what would you tell her? Oh,
1: I think it would be, there's no need to rush. I spent all of my like adult years from the moment i came out of university trying to do things as quickly as possible I fell into the role of a PA where I had to be you know my bosses would come up to me and click in my face like what's happening there and I just couldn't keep up with it and so my adrenaline was peaked and I would go as fast as I could to try and do everything and I you was such a bad fit and then as soon as I had children I seemed to fall in with other mums that would just they they would be so fast at putting their buggies together getting in the car everything would be done at high speed and so I remember thinking I can't do this but finally. Myself trying to sort of keep up, and so and then I started building my business, and it was like the rush is on to make it viable, to feel like I can give myself permission to do this. I've got to earn the money, I've got to figure out the niche, I've got all these things. And I rushed until I finally literally almost collapsed, Mm -hmm. and I I found myself on the sofa, unable to get up, and like by 10 o'clock, I'd be falling asleep. Uh, and I went to the doctors about it, and that's when I got the Hashimoto's thyroiditis, autoimmune disease um, diagnosis and uh, the crash adrenals. And this is very common with spiritual women. We burn ourselves out trying to do the masculine way, trying to do what society tells us to do. And they you know, literally everyone from um, like my shaman, different coaches, I was speaking to somebody the other day, and she's like, "I've got all these things as well. Like so many of us have exactly the same issues, and um, that is just a very telling that we've been out of our feminine energy for so long. Yes. we've just we've burnt up everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would tell her there is no need to rush.
0: Mm.
1: Just uh, you know, but the, the secret is actually in enjoying the now, and you don't, you can't enjoy the now if you're rushing. Yeah, you don't have to be anywhere. What a
0: relief. To yes, that. Right. What a relieving belief. Yeah. And and what would you what kind of advice would you give to um our listeners who might be struggling maybe at the moment or have embarked on a, a journey of awakening and aren't sure what the next step is for them?
1: Mm. I would tell them to get quiet and just spend even just 10 minutes a day just having some white space. Start by punctuating life with a pause. And in that pause, just enjoy, to begin with, the fact that you're doing nothing and that you don't have to be anywhere and you don't have to be doing, like, give yourself the gift of stopping. And then over time, once you get used to that, maybe start opening up to saying, look, I'm listening. That is one thing I did at the very beginning. I um, had these recurring dreams of um, a place in Wales uh, that we used to, this high street I used to walk up all the time. And so I just went there and, you know, drove all the way there thinking, if I told anybody they think I was mad, I just am exploring a dream I've had. And I stood there and in my, ha- my head, I said, I am open and I'm ready to receive. And then I started hearing the voice. So I would say, get quiet, give yourself a pause and try on that little intention. I'm open and I'm ready to receive. And just see what happens. I'm
0: ready to receive. Yeah. (laughs) That's amazing. Thank you so much, Kia. Oh, thank you for having me. It's (laughs) been a joy to speak to you, Angie. So that was the incredible Kia Cannons and you can find Kia at kiacannons.com and I'll put a link to all of her social media below and also to her podcast, which is called Happy Hats. I so hope that you enjoyed this episode and if you did, please remember to subscribe and I can't wait to catch you on the next episode which will be out on the 1st of April 2023.